0: Okay, hi everyone, your favorite time of the week, some questions on uh, Parshas Vayikra, some imponderables, um, only very few this week, but uh, we'll see what you think. Now usually in English language, you uh, you usually say as follows, you usually use a noun, and then you could refer to that noun with a pronoun. So I say, Rabbarach Plagman came to the She'er. uh... It's only a few hours before Shabbos for him, yeah. So, fine. But I wouldn't say um, he came to the shir, It's only a few hours for Shabbos for a Plagman. Why? Because first you need to identify the noun, and then you could refer to it as a, a pronoun. But um, it's very unusual to first use a pronoun and then use a noun. So, just could somebody explain to me the opening pasuk in this week's parsha? Va'yikra El Mosheh, and he called to Moshe. Yeah. Just tell me, who called to Moshe? Oh, Vayidaber Hashem El Elav. Huh? Since when do you talk that way? It should say, Vayikra Hashem El Moshe, Vayidaber Elav. I don't know, that seems like a simple question for me. to me. Vayikra El Moshe, and he called to Moshe. Who's the he? Who is he? Who called to Moshe? Aaron? It doesn't sound like it's Hashem because Hashem is being Vayidaber Elov in a few seconds. Vayidaber Hashem love. Many years ago, actually, I had a, a. When I was growing up, the Rav of our shul was Rabbi Yitzchak Izbi. He was uh, Adam Chashev. Nebuch, he passed away at a young age. But there's somebody who made a big roy me. He was a son in law of Rabdavid Kronglass. And he would say over from the Nasiva Shalim, that the interpretation of the of the beginning of Vayikra, and he he didn't say this to answer this question but i think it does is the nasiva shom would would explain this passage as follows vayikra el moysha anything in life that occurred and called out to moysha anything that happened to him anything that called to him whether it was a success or a setback or a failure or a difficulty or a challenge or a happiness Anything that happened to Moshe, Moshe took it as Hashem was speaking to him. It's a very beautiful perush, very important idea. And perhaps it answers this question. But I think uh, it's an important question to think about. What in the world does the opening Pasuk and Parsha's Va'yikra mean? Okay. Next question. Maybe it's connected to the last in Pekude. I don't know. What does it say over there? It says, V'anan Hashem al Ha... Oh, no, no. It says the... It says he wasn't allowed in. I don't know. See, it's does it float? And if so, then we don't need to say Hashem... They could say V'idabere love also. Why is Hashem only no later on in the Pasek? Into the oil and then who, that. But the question, but who called him? Who's the he? Then Rashi says that L'chol uh, Rashi tells us that you cra Hakol Hoylay Kumagiala Aznov, the Khal you So Rashi says if God called Moisha before he spoke to him, Yachal aflah sukkai soy so I would think maybe God called him before the pauses. God only called him before he spoke to him, but not before recess. Why would I think that God called Moshe before recess? What would he call him to do? Moshe, take a break now. So Rashi says, no, God did not call Moshe before recess. He only called him to shear. So what's the Havamina that Hashem called Moshe for recess? Actually, come to think of it, maybe you would say that Hashem made an official announcement. Okay, it's recess now. And the, the is, no, God only let him know. The bell only rang. So it sounds like Rashi is saying the bell only rang for shear. The bell didn't ring when shear was over. When shear was over, the shear just stopped, but the bell didn't ring. So now we could ask, why didn't the bell ring? Why didn't the bell ring for recess? I guess perhaps you know the Gemara says you should always be from among those who call that the shear is coming, and not be among those who let everyone know that the shear is over. So where do we learn that from? Maybe we learn that from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem only made it an announcement when the shear started. He didn't make it an announcement when the shear was over. Okay, something interesting to think about. And then I would like—I would have liked more time to uh, ponder this. But I think uh, think about this over Shabbos. Rashi at the end of the parsha, Parakay, pasuk Yod Rashi says on the Pesach, Rashi brings four different moved in from this pasuk. Rabbi Yossi HaGlili says, What are we talking about here? We're talking about a guy who ate two pieces of meat. He thought both were kasher, And it turned out one was chelav. And he doesn't know even if he inadvertently ate the chelav. So says Rashi, says Rabbi Yossi HaGlili, if the Pasuk punishes someone who didn't know, al achas Kama is their punishment for someone who does know. Rabbi Yossi says, if you want to know the reward for tzaddikim, learn that from Adam Arishak. Adam HaRishan was only commanded on one lav, and he violated. See how many misoys were penalized upon him. So let's extrapolate. If that is the punishment for one Avera, Allah has kama If someone doesn't do an avera, how great the reward will be. Rabbi Akiva then says, you want to know the reward for mitzvah? It says, edim, Well, if edus works with two edim, why do you have to say it works with three edim? The answer is, it's to be machmer on the third aid. That if it turns out that we are mezim or makhashim, we're going to punish him. Aye, but the edus didn't need, it, need him. Yeah, but he tagged along. And when you tag along to do something wrong, you're punished. Says Rabbi Akiva, if you tag along to do something wrong, you're punished. All the more so if you tag along to do a mitzvah. By the way, we learned from the Ramban last week, that tagging along to do a mitzvah, is even if you stand around and you're mechavein to be part of it. Like by the Aron, where they Klael Yisrael couldn't all create and build the Arain, but they were mechavmein to be part of the Arain, so they were rewarded as if they did it. Rebbe Lezben Azariah says, you want to re- learn the reward of mitzvahs? Learn it from shikcha. Here you have a guy, he forgot a bundle, and anani finds it, and he's nisparnes. The person gets a bracha. Allah has come come. If somebody intends to give tzedakah, certainly they will be blessed. So I have one simple question the question is, why did each of these respective Tanoim teach this particular lesson? Why is Rabbi Yosei HaGlili the one who teaches the lesson of being punished If you didn't realize it was Navera, certainly if you do, why is Rabbi Yoisi the one who teaches the reward for not violating Lavin? Why is Rabbi Akiva the one to teach the reward of tagging along to do a mitzvah? Why is Rabbi Lezman Azariah the one who teaches the reward that if you're rewarded for inadvertent mitzvah performance, Allah has Kama V'Kama, if you intend. In other words, why did each Tana, why were they led to their particular drasha? I think uh, if you study each Tana's life and history and Shai Shama, it will yield a very interesting uh, connection between that and the Drashas that, that they taught Klal Yisram. Okay, I want to show you something else here.